Welcome to episode 12 of the Dynasty Dreamers, guys. We're going to skip the introductions and get right back into the draft. We're at the 301, and guess what? We're starting off this episode with a trade. So, uh, and this one involves me. Uh, I had the 301, and I sent the 301 and the 1007 to Team Galactus for the 408, the 608, and the 1208. You're going to hear that name a lot, by the way, Galactus. Yeah, he, he's, he's a, especially when it's like uh, accumulating value. Yeah, it's he, he he likes to trade. So do I. He, you know, honestly, if you look later down the line, he's like six or seven in trades. But anyways, uh, the, the thought process for me here was simple. Uh, yes, I moved back to the 408, and I did move him up from the 1208 to the 1007, but I, I, I gained a six-round pick. Uh, pretty easy for me here uh, with what I was tr- trying to do with my previous moves. Uh, real quick, what do you guys think about the trade? I think anytime you get a startup pick in a must-start 12, especially a six-rounder, it's, it's a good value. It's, the guys aren't the difference between the fourth and the, the sixth. You're, you're basically pick, you're getting two, you're getting one very startable guy to add on to your team for free, basically. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's the meat and potatoes of uh, of the draft. That, that, that's the guy where, where you're really going to get your – Get get your starters and your value. What uh, w- wonderful to pick up a guy, another guy in that range. So let's uh, move on to the pick then. Uh, Galactus moved up with me, and he took. Uh, first of all, we're going to start uh, probably doing roster reviews before each pick. So the, he has Herbert, Daniel Jones, and Dalton Kincaid at this point, and he adds uh, Jalen Waddle here at the three hundred one. So real quick for me. I, I think this was the right pick. This was the best guy on the board, in my opinion. There's only one other player I would even consider here. Yeah, I think uh, starting off with Waddle there, he's given himself uh, – he's got two pretty decent quarterbacks, gives himself an elite wide receiver, and has the number one overall tight end in fantasy, apparently. So um, you just want to keep it uh, – keep keep this team headed in the right direction with the way that he's doing it. And I, I think he started off doing it pretty well. Uh, yeah, I have I have Waddle as my wide receiver for love the talent would be happy to have that go on any of my rosters. Yeah, there's there's nothing else you can say about that. That's just the right pick. All right, let's move on to three hundred two, and that is Jorge. And at this point in time, he had Patrick Mahomes. Is that it? Uh, at this point in time, looks looks like it. Uh, I think so. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, and he added. No, Patrick Mahomes and Amonra looks like. Amonra. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I missed Amonra there. So, Patrick Mahomes and Amonra, and he added this time <coughs> the Minnesota Viking. There TJ, we go, TJ Joe. Hawkinson. There we go. Uh, Jorge, uh, what, what are you thinking with this pick? Um, I, I know most people have Kyle Pitts as their as tight end one. Um, I Do I think Kyle Pitts is more talented than G. Hawkinson? I, I do. Uh, but – Kyle Pitts says Desmond Murray throwing the ball to him. That's a that's just a that's that's a problem. <laughs> like it's a, and and I, I I would have taken Kyle Pitts, but I've said before that I would consider Andrews and Hawkinson over Kyle Pitts if I was clearly win now, which is clearly you had already in your mind started heading that direction. Sure, right? yeah. But 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 I would say young and Hawkinson's still a young up tight end. That's why I wouldn't have gone with an Andrews or a Kelsey or even a Kittle. Yeah, I know you. Uh, a lot of the the people in, in the dynasty community have Kyle Pitts ahead of TJ Hawkinson. And I'm honestly, I'm not really sure when it comes to tight ends where I have those two ranked, but I, I don't see 
any reason why somebody should be outraged with you taking TJ Hawkinson over Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's hardly that much older than, than Kyle Pitts and arguably more productive and going to continue to be more productive. If you're looking for the flexibility of trying to win, I, I'm 100% down with, with taking <laughs> Hawkinson at this. I, he is actually my tight end too, um, overall. And I have him just slightly behind Kyle Pitts, but only because of Pitts' upside. And Pitts is going to have to get more stable quarterback play before you can really depend on him as a as a startable asset. Yeah, and this is uh, taking taking us to the next pick, which there was actually a trade. This was at the point after Jorge took TJ Hawkinson, and I, I knew that Ryan and Tyler were coming behind the current the pick that I that that was coming up next. I decided it was time to move up and take a guy that I think had been neglected in this draft so far. Uh, so I traded with Team Vision and sent the 306, the 607, and the 1306 for the 303, the 703, and the 1503. So my thinking here is that, to me, there was a player that it should have been taken at least three or four picks ago. And when you're talking about the late second, early third, three or four picks is a lot of value, in my opinion. So I, I did trade him up twice, but... Let's be honest, the 1503 and the 1306 are the same pick pretty pretty much. Uh, so to me, to move up three spots and get a guy who I feel like is kind of in a different tier than the remaining players and only having to trade back from the 607 to the 703 felt like it was close to free to me. Uh, does everybody have the same opinion of that? 607, 703 is basically the same pick. Like you're, they're, you're, they're, they're so you're, close. You're in the same tier there. Um, like. And Especially that, that that was the guy that I was eyeing, uh, which is why I moved up. Right. Like if you hadn't moved up, then I I would have ended up with well with Pitts at that spot. Especially well, Tyler would have taken him before you. So or was you before him? I can't remember. I, I was right after you. Moved right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, and I traded. I traded the. I traded the next pick, which we're getting ready to talk about, uh, to Batman. Yeah. Yeah, but but even so, the. Uh, the 607 to the 702, especially as a, as a win later team, like your team is shaping up to be, those guys, the value is going to be there. There's going to be guys that are going to be taking the tire kills, the 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 much better players in that the, the area around there to be where you're doing fine. Yeah. So with the 303, uh, and keep, I have CJ Stroud on this team already. I took Kyle Pitts here at the 303. Real simple. I still believe mightily in Kyle Pitts. And I, I it may not be this year, but since I'm going win later, I felt like I could afford to take move up and take the guy who I thought was clearly the best player on the board. I don't see arguing for any of us. This, this is just a clear pick. There's no answer. Uh, there is one guy that's close. I'll disagree, but for for my team, probably not. So that caused the next two guys behind me, uh, Tyler and Ryan, who were both both in the Kyle Pitts camp, to trade their picks. So you're going to see a couple of trade, a couple more trades back to back here, and this is when. The point in the draft when the trades just really started to flow, uh, really, really nice stretch here. So, uh, the Ryan traded the three hundred four, the twelve hundred nine, and the twenty two hundred nine to Team Batman for the four hundred six, the seven hundred seven, the nineteen hundred seven, and the twenty twenty four second round pick. Ron, take us take it away on this one. At this point, the guy that I was wanting uh, was gone. Uh, I was just ready to move back and try to extract a little bit more value. And that's what I felt like I did. Well, I thought you picked up pretty decent value, actually. But I, 
I don't hate this trade for Batman because I think that he got the last tight end in this tier. Oh, it, uh, it was a good trade for him. It was, I, it was good for both of you, I think. This is one of those trades that just worked out great for both people involved. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with the pick, uh, Team Batman, who is sitting here with, real quick, let's see who Batman's working with. He's got Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. That's it at this point, right? And that's it. He added Mark Andrews to his team here. So I I love the start of his team. Uh, this is kind of exactly what I want to be doing in tight end premium is taking some combination of QBs, tight ends, and wide receivers with my first like five or six rounds. Uh, that that's that's what I think about the pick. What, what, what do you guys think? Also the stack of Lamar because if he's productive, he's that's just that's double points for you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if Lamar's going to actually complete a pass, it's going to be the Andrews, right? <laughs> OBJ for the four games. I was going to say OBJ will be there for a couple of games. Well, so we, 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 until he rips another ACL or something. We we will probably see Zay Flowers at some point this season start to get some work, and who knows about Rashad Bateman? I, jury's still out on him. I, I, I really, I really look at, at Flowers though as more of a better. NFL, an NFL wide receiver than a fantasy wide Probably receiver. Not just, a, he's not going to be a big ball. He's not going to be a possession guy. No, he, he's, uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to go over the top and really put the heat on that. Probably. I actually think Andrews is going to uh, benefit, benefit, from benefit from Flowers. Yeah, yeah. So uh, moving on to the next trade, uh, Team Flash, which is Tyler, since the 305 and the 705 to reverse Flash for the 402 and the 511. So, to me, this trade, I feel like when the trade was made, and once we get to the pick, I don't really necessarily agree with the pick, but I think that this, this is a really well-constructed trade that could work works well for both teams. Uh, you're moving back, uh, what, uh, seven, eight, nine picks into the fourth, and you're moving up a round and a half later. You could even argue that reverse flash got the better end of it, if, if we're being honest, uh, from a value standpoint. <laughs> I'd agree. Yeah, I, I think in general he got the best, the better part. This is actually probably the first time. And, and I know why Tyler probably did it is because he didn't really care for anybody in this range. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. He probably had this entire group of this range bunched all in together, and he just picked up extra value later in his mind. But I also agree from a standpoint of my teams are normally extremely win now. I would do this trade pretty much every time. Yeah, yeah. So with the 305, reverse flash moved up and took tight end Travis Kelsey. And as I already alluded to, I don't really agree with this pick. He, he already had Anthony Richardson and Bijan on his team, so it's kind of like, which, which, which way, way are you going? going? Yeah. But maybe he just has that much faith in, in Richardson and Bijan. You know, maybe he thinks they're going to be great this year. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> to me, I guess he saw that, that there were three top tight ends in a row, and he felt like he had to move up to get Kelsey, but Part of me kind of thinks Kelsey would have been there as well, too. Yeah, that was, so this, this is for my, my stat of the day here. Do you know how many uh, – you know who the number one wide receiver or pass catcher over age of 32 was last year in the NFL? Was it Travis Kelsey? It was Adam Thielen. Oh. He was pedestrian last year compared to his normal events. And this year, Travis Kelsey turns 32. That yeah. is – he is old. He is I, getting so old now. I think that's a fair point, Jorge, but none of us expect a regression for Travis Kelsey like what Adam Thielen was last year. No, Yeah, not, not near to that extent. I do expect no, but, a regression. But though. how about next year, though? So, <laughs> I, I think the Maybe. point – I think, I think Jorge's point is this is a 
extreme win now pick. If you're making this pick, then you need to have made better win now picks earlier on in the draft, as opposed to Anthony Richardson and Bijan Robinson. Well, Bijan Robinson is a big win now pick. Let's be honest. I mean, we all agree with that, right? I think he's a great dynasty running back, but I can't tell you that I would draft him over the likes of Christian McCaffrey or even Jonathan Taylor in a in a redraft, which is what this this is creating for him. Okay, but that's not really the same. Taking taking McCaffrey over Bijan in a redraft is much different than taking Bijan over McCaffrey in a win that even with the win now dynasty. So maybe so even, even if you're trying to win now, you can't just completely crap away all the I'm, not, I'm yeah. not saying he should have taken Christian McCaffrey at that pick. But make better win now picks then, and then take the better win now running backs later on in the draft. I'm not a draft Bijan in the first round guy because I'm not ever going to do that with a running back. But I don't think you can really argue that that's not a win now move. That's a very win now move in my opinion. If you believe in Bijan enough to take him the first round, you think he's going to produce right now because he's a running back. The Richardson one, I kind of tend to agree with you on. That seemed, I feel like he could have taken better quarterback options there, but. I'm, well, once again, though, if you believe in that guy, I think he's going to have an extremely safe floor because of his legs. He's on the field, he will, yeah. I, and, and, and there's no way they're not putting him on the field. They paid Gardner $5 million to come in there, and they knew they were getting a quarterback. They've kind of said that they're going to put, put him on the Yeah, field, but though. if he struggles, the probably don't be out there just struggling like crazy. I think his leash is going to be extremely short. Do you think Richardson's leash will be short? I there's no that. way they're, they're going to put a tank. There's no way they're going to put a rookie quarterback out there and then bench him and destroy his confidence. I, I think it, that's the worst thing you can do to a rookie quarterback. If, if, if you're going to bench him, just don't play him. Yeah, start Gardner Minshew the whole year and let him, let him sit there and – I think it's. I think it's. What I mean by that more is, I think it's highly possible that Minshew starts the season and maybe even plays eight games into the season before they even let him – see the field in a game. Now, I could uh-uh. see that, but you said bench, which is different. <laughs> I think and, he has a short and, 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 anything about benching. And at that point, if you're, try, if you're trying to win, then you just make sure you get Minshew later on and cut, cut, cut that situation. Yeah. yeah. I think you probably need to do that. If you're listening out there, reverse flash, you probably going to need to do that sooner than you think, though. Uh, I think that uh, at least one of us is a uh, – uh, Who's the guy we're even talking about? Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Homer, the sir. stash. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love his vocal Rico. <laughs> okay, so moving on, we had a trade that is not relevant to the pick that is on the clock, but did happen in the timeline here. So I'm going to bring it up now. Um, Luigi, and, and I'm going to say that I thought this was interesting, decided that he was going to be the aggressive buyer of first-round picks in this league. And traded the 512 to uh, Team Nightwing, which is Jorge, for a 2024 first round draft pick. Yeah, so I was uh, talking to Jorge on the phone actually, and I was trying to decide what I wanted to offer for his first because he made the comment that he was trying to or going to start looking to trade his first. And I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. And honestly, at this time, you know, this is when the 306 was actually on the clock. And uh, I thought that a lot of the younger players that I would be interested in taking at the 512 would already be gone at this point. And I was like, you know what? I think this is a, a good enough offer. I think Jorge will pretty much accept automatically. And also, knowing Joe, uh, I know that he was going to be going out and buying first-round picks. And honestly, 
I still wasn't sure what the direction Ryan was heading in, considering Ryan had made a couple of trade backs as well. So I thought Ryan may be interested in going out and buying some firsts. So I figured in this moment, I had to send what I would consider to be a snap accept offer. And I sent it to Jorge and Jorge was like, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, yeah. My team had already started out with now. I, I made the decision to be with now. I, I, I've, I think picking up this value pick right now, I'm not going to get better than this. There's going to be guys at the, at the, at the 511. They're going to be worth way more, or at least more than a, than a first round startup. Especially my first round startup when I'm starting off with with uh, Patrick Mahomes, Amin Ra. My team's going to win now. He's going to be good. It's a late first rounder. You're not going to get guys like first rounds because the guys I'm going to get in 511. Well, and, and I pretty much knew when this trade happened that this was Luigi setting the market and, and getting ahead of me on 24 first. And it worked. He ended up with – I think I have six. You ended up with six. I only have two. And I got I got the only one I got in the very first round of the draft. So it did work. Uh, for me, I just couldn't trade a random first. for From a team that looks like it's going to be a competitor for the 512, I – I just, in my personal opinion, I feel like that whenever you get Jorge's pick next year and you look back at what was available at the 512, you're probably going to regret it. That's, but maybe I'll be wrong. That's just my personal opinion. But you did, a, uh, you were able to accumulate a number of first round picks in 2024 by doing this. So maybe you gain some equity there because some of them have to be pushed up, right? Uh, so you do gain some equity there, but personally, this is just a little bit too early for me to trade a straight up pick for. Um, but you know, now we're gonna we're in a block of picks. We don't have a, uh, another uh, trade here for several, so let's talk about some of these picks. So this brings Team Vision up to three hundred six. This guy's already made a couple of trades. Uh, so the only player on his team as of right now is Jalen Hurts, and with three hundred six, he took Jonathan Taylor. Uh, this pick makes complete sense for the dynasty community as a whole. I, people are not as low on running backs as I am, or the majority of us are at this table. Personally, I could not have taken Jonathan Taylor over at least one more wide receiver still on the board, maybe two. And honestly, I would have taken a different running back if I was going running back here. But this this trade makes complete sense to me. What do you guys think? Uh, personally, I think the addition of Anthony Richardson actually hurts Jonathan Taylor. Because I don't think that they'll be able to – I think that the defense will be able to load the box a little bit more. And not only that, but I think Anthony Richardson is going to be taking away carries from Jonathan Taylor as well. I see Jorge over here shaking his head, so what, what are you saying? As somebody who watched the Jalen Hurts-Miles Sanders show last year, Miles Sanders is nowhere near as dynamic as Jonathan Taylor is. That was impossible to I'm not stop. Sure that's true. Are you comparing? Are you comparing Anthony Richardson to Jalen Hurts? I'm, in the run game, I am. In the run game, maybe, but sure. But you can't load the. You oh, can't, they, you, they were loading the box. It was it was it was the middle of sloppy mud. We couldn't stop them. We couldn't stop both of them because they they, they did RPOs. Either Jalen Hurts ran on the outside, or or a Miles Sanders went up the middle. There's no off. way the defenses are going to play the Colts the same way that they ha- could play the Eagles I'm last not, year. I will never say that Miles Sanders is the physical specimen that, that Jonathan Taylor is, but I'm not sure. You, you said more dynamic. I'm not sure that's true. Miles Sanders has been one of the most efficient players in, in, at the running back position over the last two to three I'm years. I'm pretty sure Miles Sanders Miles Sanders averages over five yards a carry for his career, so he's pretty efficient when he touches the ball. Yeah. But but he's not the he's not the every down back. He's not the, the physical specimen. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor had 
one of the best seasons of any running back. Like, it, like what was it, like top 10 all time? It was yeah. a very good year. I don't, think very... any... Go ahead, oh, fine. I don't think any of us really thinks this is a bad pick, though. I think we all no. think that, that if you like taking running backs this early, this was a good pick. This is definitely the dynasty community RB3 at worst. So yeah. I'm, I don't oppose it. I was just making yeah. a comment on I think his value dissipated yeah. a little bit with the addition of Anthony Richardson. I, 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 I actually think that he is in line to have more of a productive year with Richardson than what he did last year. Maybe because just, he, because last, so bad last, last year. year. He yeah. was terrible, he was terrible last, last year. year. But I'm not compa- I'm not comparing it to last year. I'm imagining his his sophomore season. And and, and, ge- and generally, running quarterbacks make it easier for running running backs to find holes. I think what uh, Luigi is saying is that he doesn't expect Taylor to find his ceiling again. Is what I think he's saying. Well, he's sadly he's already hitting the decline for what running backs are. Like, yeah, he's 25, right? Yeah, this is just his fourth year in the league. Yeah, Four, yeah what's the, the running back expectancy is like six. And then there's a reason why running backs don't get a second contract anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You get your rookie contract. Yeah. Uh, a, a rookie contract means that you're just not going to, uh, like, once you get past that rookie contract, like, it's just not going to, you're not going to be a productive there's guy. There's a guy in the fourth round they'd rather pay nothing for. Right. Just have there. So that brings us to the uh, 307, Team Batman, who already has Lamar, Kyler, and Mark Andrews, uh, this he adds Christian McCaffrey to his team, and this this is another pick, not the pick I would have made, but this makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, he's getting a, a running back to add to what is already what I would consider a pretty good win now team. Kyler's a little iffy because he might play not play the first eight games, but um, I'm sure he'll be able to make up for that down the road. No, I think Christian McCaffrey is the best running back of the board. If that's what you wanted to pick here, disagree with that, but but fair enough. I, I uh, think he's the best running back on the board, but I don't think he's the best value, best value of a running that, back. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. Yeah, I would agree with that. If, okay, yeah. <laughs> is, no, no more thoughts on that, Jorge? We'll talk about the, the next running back here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think with the direction that he, that he started his team off with, that this was one of two players that he needed to have taken. Uh, I am a big running back guy, as I've stated on this podcast multiple times. And when he saw that Vision took Jonathan Taylor right ahead of him, I think he knew that he had to take one of these two guys, and he must like McCaffrey more than the next uh, running back that's left on the board. Um, You know, honestly, I could have seen him taking a different player, maybe the best wide receiver that was still left on the board or – or honestly, maybe even trading back and picking up a little bit more value because there are three wide receivers better than. than yeah, because there, are, there. I think there are a few more. players here that, that he could have taken that end will end up being better value. That value was, I agree with you on the wide receivers, but if you're trying to win right now, a healthy Christian McCaffrey gives you a, a more of an advantage than any other player at this at this position. I think, though, you have to hope that he is not injured. But that is factually inaccurate over the last three years. It's actually Austin Eckler. But we, we, but we Christian, cannot... Christian McCaffrey has been hurt the last three years. Uh, he was not hurt last year, and Eckler averaged almost two points a game more than him. So that is also factually inaccurate. But he was also half the year on a bad team. Well, that's true, but they did use him, and Eckler still averaged more points per game than him after the trade. Okay, so the, the I, I mean, <laughs> I, 
I know that Eckler's not worth more than Christian McCaffrey, but Ryan's not the only person to say something like this. It's just not true. People, Eckler just doesn't get the respect he deserves. He is has been the consensus, not value-wise, he has been the consensus best running back over the last three seasons. It's not really particularly close, if we're being Best, best running back by passers. Yes, okay. which is all we care about. Sure. You know? Right. Uh, so moving on to the next pick, uh, this is Team Thor. Uh, this is Bryce, and uh, he has Jefferson and Young on his team. Uh, so I think that he badly wanted to take Chris Olave here, which I would have thought was a completely reasonable pick. He hasn't established win now or win later. But I think he ended up going with the right guy with Brees Hall here. I think that Brees Hall's upside is greater than Chris Olave's. He can win now with with Jefferson and Young on his team. He doesn't have to put himself in that box of win later. And I, I think Brees Hall ultimately was the right decision here. Yeah, I, I think Brees Hall is super similar to Bijan Robinson's ability to win now and win later. I mean, he's only in his second year. Uh, honestly, he's my dynasty RB too. He just is. He exploded whenever he was playing last year. And I think the addition of Aaron Rodgers is only going to make him even that much better. Do I think he's more valuable than B. John Robinson? Of course not. I don't. But I think it's closer than a lot of people are willing to to admit. He exploded until he got injured, right? Well, we're over here talking about Christian McCaffrey, who, ha- who yeah, was injured for like, he was injured like three years. He actually exploded on the, on the play that he got injured on. He was, it was a 50-yard play. Which, which McCaffrey's done, too, yeah. as a matter of fact. So, yeah. McCaffrey has shown that he has been a consistently longer – has a longer oh. tracker to be a better running if back. You're, if you're doing redraft, there's no doubt yeah. you're going to take Christian McCaffrey. I have no issue with yes. that statement at all. But in, in Dynasty, with what Brees Hall showed us, before he got injured last year, I would take Brees Hall over McCaffrey fairly easily, in my opinion. I never, I never played that this player could get injured again card because if I did that, I, then, I, then I, I, he, I would not be able to draft seventy percent of the players. I'm not saying that he could get injured, but how do we know what he is when he comes back? We don't. Chris McCaffrey's going in a healthy year. We knew what he was in the last year. Going for this year, I think he's going to be just as good as he was in the last year. Brees Hall may not be very good this year. Well, you. You have a point, but the history of the people that have had injuries similar to what Brees Hall have had, they've been able to come back if they were talented and, and produce pretty close to the level that they were. But not as often in the first year. So it's really going to a second year. So we're looking at year four of his season before he's actually made it back to what he normally is. So year three. Year he was a rookie but, last uh, year. Sure. But we're getting a little older. We're getting usually that first year back, we're not quite the same guy. I, I really just. I don't have Brees Hall. I actually have Brees Hall lower than another uh, running back on here, which may be a bit homerish of, of me. Oh, Lord. But I that, think that That's they, just straight-up lunacy. In my yeah. But, if it's the player that I think you're saying. Well, no, we well, know who it is. Because, it's, 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 because I'm a homer. But, but I think for this year's value, if he's trying to win now, which I think all running backs should be based. Basically, I, I think all running backs should be like a redraft. I, I think the common misconception of a win now is – you don't have to win this year. You just you have to have two, a window. Yeah, but, Generally, you have a two to three year. Yeah, yeah, but running backs yeah. have like a one to two year. Window. But the, but this running back in his second year can still give you that two to three year window in his second year yeah. if you draft him now. Yeah, that uh, that's exactly the argument I would make, Luigi. And the only reason I would take Brees Hall over Christian McCaffrey is because he's twenty one, and Christian McCaffrey is twenty six now. That that's it. Redraft, 
Chris McCaffrey every day. He's he's the one hundred and one in my yeah. opinion. I'm not taking Bijan over him. I know that I'm not a, taking Bijan. That's a crazy thing that's happening out there. Yeah, are you, you, take, right you, think you think it's very likely that he's going to be the one hundred and one next year over McCaffrey? Probably not. I do think that's highly likely that one of these younger running backs will move ahead of McCaffrey after another year of, of wear and tear on his body. Yes, I I one hundred percent think that uh, McCaffrey should be taking over Jonathan Taylor, though. I think they're close enough to the same age, and McCaffrey is just. A, a much more dynamic back. So pick 309, we have Team Vision back on the clock, and he has Jalen Hurts and Jonathan Taylor. And uh, he added Chris Olave here at the 309, and uh, this was just the best guy on the board, in my opinion. You've already got Jalen Hurts. You've already got uh, Jonathan Taylor. If you don't take a wide receiver here, you risk not having one of the you know second-tier upper echelon wide receivers, in my opinion. Absolutely think that this was 100% the correct pick and, and, and a very nice uh, pickup for Team Vision with Chris Olave here. I actually don't like this pick because he has Jalen Hurts. Uh, I do like the stack a lot more. I think there's a wide receiver that's very close to him. Probably probably the same guy, effectively, that I would rather have had with that stack. That, that, like, I, I like stacking running backs and wide receivers, running backs and their primary pass catchers. This is, the, this is his primary pass catcher. But he caught a lot of balls for him last year. That's a fair point. I I still like Alave better than Smith, but that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, I have Alave as like my wide receiver seven, and Devontae Smith is like my wide receiver eleven. But so I, 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 I think there's a big enough gap there for me that I wouldn't consider taking him, even with the stack. But they're, they're my eight and nine, so it's not a big. But I actually don't believe the stack. I don't believe that the difference you have is anything more than just appearances. I think AJ Brown overshadows him so much that we think that he is just like. Just some just random person on there over there. I, I think Devontae Smith is as good as Chris Olave. I think the reason why you have him that way is because of the value perspective from the, the leagues. I think right it now. also has to do with wide receiver one on his team versus wide receiver two on his team. I think that's a lot of it too. But we've already seen he's gonna get the workload. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, and who's to say a healthy Michael Thomas doesn't actually take that spot? But who's to say it's possible, but we don't know. Who's to say Michael happen. Thomas is gonna be healthy? Yeah, that, that's I mean, probably the better point. Yeah, I, who's to say he hasn't been a little more hurt because of the quarterback play he's had around? And who who wants James? I, and I love Jameis Winston, but who wants Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill throwing you the football? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely an upgrade quarterback in terms of adding, especially Garrett Taysom Hill. <laughs> he's good old tight end. Yeah, Taysom Hill's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think adding Derek Carr definitely improves the quarterback play, but I still think that that is more beneficial for Chris Olave than it is for Michael Thomas. I think Chris Olave and Derek Carr are going to be able to build more of a rapport than Michael Thomas and, and Derek Carr will. It's it's just it's a super similar style of play with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr than Michael Thomas is. Just not yeah. a much worse team, though. It's a much worse team. Devontae Smith's team is much better and much more. My, Michael Thomas's game kind of fits what. Derek Carr likes to do though. If I see. Healthy, I, I disagree with that statement. Uh, but he, he he kind of feels that Darren Waller role, like or or, or he's he's that guy. He's that guy who's going to make, make he's those a slot receiver. That yes, can pay a lot of money. Yes, but here's the problem. The only reason that Darren Waller was that necessary is because that he that was really his only target. While he, if you look back, if you look back at the teams that Darren, when Darren Waller had great seasons or good seasons, it was because there was not a lot of other offense built around him. It was mostly just Derek Carr and Darren Waller. 
Chris Olave is much, 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 much better than any wide yeah, receiver Derek Carr, wait, that Derek Carr had besides Devontae Adams. Well, wait, besides Devontae Adams, I was going to say that. But look at what he did with Devontae Adams. Darren Waller didn't didn't, didn't get a lot of looks last year when but, they were all, the, 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 when all three of them were on the field. The difference between, the difference between uh, Devontae Adams and Chris Olave, if we're talking about truth or this year talent it's, perspective. It's smaller than you're about to say. No, it's this, not. This, last year's Devontae Adams and this year's Chris Olave, is sm- is, there's less of a gap between the talent than you're willing to admit. Now, if you're telling me four years ago, Devontae Adams, I'm clearly... But he had t- his best year last year. He's had like three years. That doesn't mean that the talent level between the two is that big of a gap. Just because a one player had a much better season than Ted of the last three years. I think you're misconstruing your dynasty value as actual. I'm not. I think that Devontae Adams is about like seven or eight wide receivers ahead of and redraft ahead of. Ahead of Chris Olave. I disagree with that yeah, completely. completely. But I don't want to get into a redraft discussion here. So we're going to move on to, to pick 310, which is Team Bain, who's made a couple of trades already, moved up back, up, and back at different points in time. Uh, he currently has on his team CeeDee Lamb and Garrett Wilson, and he keeps the wide receiver train going here and picks up uh, T. Higgins at the 310. Uh, not the wide receiver I would have taken here, but this is completely reasonable in my opinion. Most people have T. Higgins in this range. Yes, uh, that is not the wide receiver I would have taken. I would have taken the wide receiver that Jorge and I were just arguing over in terms of Devontae Smith there. I think he is the better wide receiver to have taken over T. Higgins. Now, I do like T. Higgins. I obviously love Joe Burrow, go Tigers. But I just think that the offense of um, Jalen Hurts and his Rapport with Devontae Smith just makes him a more valuable wide receiver than T. Higgins. Yeah, I think rapport matters a lot more with Jalen Hurts because I don't think he's as gifted of a passer as Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, but outside, Joe Burrow's not going to be a guy who's going to focus it on two wide receivers. Where I think Burrow, all five of their wide receivers, they're tied in, they're all going to get involved. He's going to he's get the running back involved. People are going to catch balls for Joe Burrow. Where Jalen Hurts is a lot more of a two or three read guy. So he needs. Having his number two, I think, is better than having Joe Burrow's number two. So another small reason that I like Devontae Smith over T. Higgins is because Devontae Smith is farther away from the end of his rookie deal than T. Higgins is. And both of these guys are the wide receiver twos on their teams. Their their wide receiver ones have either already got a a huge contract with A.J. Brown or we certainly know that Jamar Chase is going to command one when it's time for him to go. Go Tigers. These teams – the Eagles and the, the uh, Bengals may not have the money to pay these two guys. And we've heard that the Bengals are trying to re-sign T. Higgins, but guess what? It hasn't happened yet, has it, guys? So is it going to happen? Who knows? But that's just a little minor thing to throw in there before we move on to the next pick. And the next pick yeah. starts a – I was just going to say, that just shows that you can't assume that Higgins is going to be tied to the elite quarterback and play no. in Burrow. And, 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 and I think and, without Burrow, he's not nearly as uh, – Agreed. I think the talent difference is pretty pretty big here. Depends yeah. on where he goes. Yeah. Obviously that. And the one thing I will say is he will get the option to be the number one target probably. 
but that doesn't always work out as Juju. Would you rather, <laughs> speaking of Juju, yeah. would you rather be the number one target with Mac Jones throwing to you or the number two target with Joe Burrow throwing to you? Yeah. I, think D- 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 I think I'd rather be Joe Burrow's number two target. I think I would be rather be like wide receiver four for the Bengals. Yeah, okay. Wide receiver one for the Patriots. Probably. I'm really torn up this conversation. Back up tight end. Inline blocker. So we're fixing the start of string of five trades in the next four picks. You'd heard five trades in the next four picks. Uh, The first one uh, involves me. And after seeing Olave going off the board and Higgins, I wanted to make sure that I got into this, what, what I feel is about to be a tear break at the wide receiver position. So I sent the 407 and the 807 to the reverse splash for the 311 and the 1002. And I I just really think that if you want a guy in this range, this is just a no-brainer kind of trade. I, I kind of feel like – I also say for reverse splash, if he wasn't sold on a guy here, this is a fine move back. You're going to get a better player 807 than 1002. But for me, uh, there was one player that I had clearly above the rest, and he was at a position that I coveted. So I moved up here. What do you guys think about the trade? Yeah, like I said earlier, we, we discussed this super similar trade. I would do this trade all the, every day in, in on your end of it. And if I am rebuilding, then I'm also doing it on the reverse end, uh, flash end. My small problem with it is I don't think reverse flash is rebuilding. So I wouldn't do this trade if I was reverse flash in his current situation. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, still, I think this is a pretty big enough tear break. Because there's some players that can make you win now that are maybe because you've been poisoned about this next year, but the value just disappears after this. There's a big tier break in value. So on to the pick, uh, and I have currently C.J. Stroud and Kyle Pitts on my team. So I decided to move up and add Devontae Smith to this team, the before-mentioned Devontae Smith. We've pretty much covered him uh, at this point. Uh, for my team, This I just feel like that this was the right time to add – my first wide receiver and I'm off to what I feel like is a very good win later start with picking up a couple extra firsts, a quarterback, a young quarterback, a young tight end and a young wide receiver. So moving on to the next trade, if nobody else has anything to say about that, uh, I think we, I think we covered Smith enough. The highest guy. Uh, we did have a trade that isn't relevant to the draft at this point, but uh, Jorge or sorry, Luigi was back at it again, trading the six Oh one for Team Tyler slash Flash's 2024 first-round pick. I think this is the same as last. That's what I was about to say. I don't really think the same thing. 5-12, but yeah. Yeah. But Luigi continued to try and undercut me at first. Yeah, exact same strategy. Tyler and I were were messaging each other. Um, I kind of honestly bullied him into doing it, um, and he just accepted it. It pretty well put his team in the direction that it needed to go. So this moves us to uh, the next pick, which was another trade, also involving Luigi. Luigi is uh, super involved in this third round as far as trades go. Uh, He sent the 312 and the 1601 to Team Galactus for the 505 and the 2024 first-round pick. Luigi, take it away here. So seeing Devontae Smith come off the board, that was my target. Um, I just figured, eh, might as well trade back. Um, I was in conversations with other people to trade up as well, uh, but uh, I ended up offering this particular trade or a similar style trade to Galactus, and he countered with um, the, the trade that I ended up accepting. Um, 
and I just felt like it was the right value for my team to, I mean, go back, you know, what is it, 17 picks to pick up the first. And, and I gave up the 1601, but, I mean, I don't think that has very much value. This is the weird part about this trade for me, for, for Team Galactic. And, and let me start by saying, this is the textbook trade kind of trade that you guys want to be making in Dynasty. If you could ever move from the 312 to the 505 and pick up a first from the following year, there's very few situations where you should not do it. And this, this is one of those situations where the, the best guys on the boards are probably running backs. Move back around and a half. Get somebody that's worth a little bit less and pick up an extra first. This was a great trade for Luigi. And I don't get it from the standpoint. I feel like that, that, that Luigi would already twice in recent memory had given very good values for 2024 first. And this guy decided to overpay. It just doesn't make sense to me. He probably could have traded his 2024 first straight up for Luigi's seventh, which in my opinion would have been a better deal than what he got here. What's everybody else think? So just a little bit of looking at the future, but like um, the running back that I spoil alert, cause it's important to the conversation. He ends up taking Saquon Barkley. Yeah. But he could have had Nick Chubb in the fifth, in the, at that pick and not given up a first. That's a huge, that's, I, right. I would do that trade all day long. I take Nick Chubb in a, in a first for Saquon Barkley every day. Every stinking time. Yes, that's a lot. And I don't think that everybody agrees with us on that, but I do firmly believe that that Saquon Barkley's uh, his number of years that he's going to be effective is not that much greater than Nick Chubb's already. They came out the same year, for goodness sakes. Yeah, is Nick he better than a lot Nick, healthier? Is he better than Nick Chubb? Yes, but he has been health. He hasn't been as healthy, like you said. And is his production difference really going to equal a first round pick? I, I, has I, his production has it been better than Nick Chubb's? I don't believe so. Yeah, it is when he's on the, but the, the field. No, there. but but like last year it was. But for yeah. their career, though, I don't think Nick Chubb's has more points than right. I would have liked this trade more. No, I would have liked it, but I would have liked it more for him if he had taken DK Metcalf. At least he would have got a wide receiver with a longer shelf life. He, but but that's kind of like beating a dead horse. Like we continually talk about, okay, we should take the wide receiver. But it's, that, that, but it's important. It's, there's like a round and a half of wide receivers that are but, not but, that but, much value. But, but like, would still be bad. The fact the fact that we're always we're always going to favor a wide receiver kind of skews the thought. This isn't just favoring a wide receiver though, Ron. This is moving up and giving your first to move into a running back. And I'm not saying he should have done it for Metcalf. I said that. I still don't, wouldn't have liked the trade. But at least he wouldn't have been giving away. He's giving value more. away on both ends. Yeah, he's giving away value on both ends. That's a perfect way to put it. I think there's just running backs that are going to be good for. Like you're going to get some wind down running backs, but I think Saquon Barkley is very much a wind down running back. He's yeah. got one or two years left, and they're there forever. So real quick, the pick was Saquon Barkley. He's adding that to Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, Dolphin Kincaid, and um, Jalen Waddle, and and I got to got to be honest with you, with the exception of reaching on on Dalton Kincaid and maybe paying a little bit too much for Daniel Jones, at this point in the draft, this team looks pretty good. Uh, you know, I, this this could have was probably is probably one of the better win now teams in the draft right now. Again, if you had to use this pit Dalton Kincaid pick on, let's say I don't know AJ Brown, this team would look like a juggernaut right now. It, it really but also would. if you save that first round pick to trade away for another like six or seventh rounder, he would really be doing something I, with this team too. I agree with you, but I think that even 
even doing that, if he had just made a different pick than Dalton Kincaid, this team would have looked amazing at this point in the draft. Even Does everybody agree with that? Even if he yeah. reached for like Hawkinson, he, he really would have tied in. This team would look a lot better. It's a yeah. very, very good start. Very, yes, very good start. Yes, it is. It is. Or would have been. Would have been, yeah. Without the Dolphins. And even with even Kincaid, with it's not terrible. Even yeah. with Kincaid, it's a really good he start. He a lot of picks in the first three I mean, rounds. Even though he gave up like two and a half rounds of value taking Kincaid in the second, like – yeah, it's still. But imagine good. how we would have thought of it if, like, I said, he had taken AJ or or Amin Hawkinson Ra, or Hawkinson or Pitts even for yes. goodness sakes. But anyways, uh, moving on to the next trade, which uh, also involves our own Luigi Team Joker. If we haven't said that by now, uh, Team Joker traded the four hundred one to Team Thor for the four hundred five and a second round uh, twenty twenty four second round pick. Yeah, so I just kind of felt like it was a no-brainer for me. I'm only going back four spots and picking up a 2024 second. Um, the, the player that he ends up taking is the player that I was going to take, and I think he kind of suspected that, which is why he wanted to, to move up and, and uh, take this player. But I, I just feel like it was it was too good for me to pass up. Yeah, I think that uh, he took DK Metcalf, uh, Team Thor did with a 401. He added him to... Bryce Young, Brees Hall, Justin Jefferson, and now DK Metcalf. And to me, this was the end of a tier at the wide receiver position. Normally, I don't advocate trading a second to move up four spots, even the fourth round. But to me, if you don't want to get pigeonholed and taking a running back here, this was the right play to make. This is at, 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 that, at that point, he was either going to get pigeonholed and taking a running back or taking one of the older wideouts. Or a really young one he probably didn't want. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is the last. Uh, this was a perfect – yeah, this was a perfect trade for both sides. I feel like Luigi was able to trade back and extract a little value, and Bryce was able to move up and get his guy. For not too expensive in his mind. And this yeah. is the it, last it, – it, it wasn't expensive at all. If, if I like, like – I have, I have traded – I've traded a first round pick to move up two spots before. <laughs> when I was really oh, oh, whenever you were a rookie. Yeah, when I was yeah. very young. Like yeah. If I have yeah. if you have conviction for a guy, a second round pick is nothing to move up. No, it, it, it's really not. And I, this is the absolute last of the win now, win later wide receivers. The fit, in both, the fit into both boxes. Especially when you look at it and look at uh the way Bryce's team is, is going right now. Like he's clearly going to be uh be, be competing, so it's going to be a mid to late second at the very best. He's probably. competing, and but also he's keeping his team young enough to where if he doesn't win this year, he can also compete next year and probably even the year after that. Yeah, I, I don't know if Joe said anything about it, but this is his first startup, and I feel like he's we done. A, that, yeah. He, yeah, he's done a tremendous job navigating it for his first one. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously had some help. Help. We've had some coaching. Yeah, yeah, some coaching, but like he's done a great job. He's making the ultimate decision. Yes, he's 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 making the decisions, and I, I love what he's done so far. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the four hundred two, we have a big old trade here. Uh, we have uh, Galactus back in business. Uh, Flash sending him the four hundred two and the seventeen oh nine for the eight hundred eight, the nine hundred nine, a twenty twenty four second, a twenty twenty five first from Galactus, a twenty twenty five second. From Galactus, a 2024 third from Galactus, and a 2025 third from Galactus. So uh, I am not going to sugarcoat this. I hate this trade for Galactus. Uh, I mean, he did move back four rounds, but he also gave up a ninth and a first to do so. Uh, 
it's just a lot of value in my opinion. Does anybody have a different take on this? Well, I have a small take on it just based off of um, an offer that I sent to him that I thought was a lot better for him. Um, you know, he ended up trading for the 312. I had actually offered him the 312 and the 401 for pretty similar to what he gave up for the um, 402. For the, for the 402, but I didn't get back his seconds or his thirds. Yeah. So I just felt like whenever this whenever this trade happened, I was thinking to myself, why did you not just accept the trade that I sent you to where yeah. you would have paid less to have one pick ahead? You could have gotten yeah. both guys that you wanted. Yeah. Also, I think that get, when you're win now, giving up to uh, an eighth and a ninth round pick is a lot because the win now pieces, they're going to be worse than they are now, but they're not going to – that point wise next year. You're throwing a lot of points away that night pick. The eighth and the ninth is fine, but when you add the 2025 first, which he could have probably traded to get one of those picks back, yeah. that's when it becomes or costly. Or a seventh even. Even like a, he could have gotten a – Guys, we haven't talked about this trade as much as some of the other ones amongst ourselves, but looking at this trade, seeing this trade right now and really dissecting it, this might have been as been close to as much value as any trade in this draft. He probably gave more than a first more than he should have. Does anybody like disagree with that at this point? I mean, I think I think he value. gave two seconds and two thirds more than he should have. At least, at least, at least. Well, because because of the trade that I offered him, I yeah. I probably I didn't want to take less than what I offered him. That was like my final offer. Yeah, I, it's not that I don't even think that this is a the value's wrong. The value's well, wrong. The value's I, really wrong. I can the, assure you, but that. the points are wrong too. Yeah, like he's just not he's like he's not winning anything here. He's not he's not making himself win more this year. It's it, it's all just. It's just not a good trade. But uh, with the pick at 402, he took Austin Eckler. And I actually think this pick is fine. Uh, he, he, As we've said before, he already has Waddle. He has Herbert. He has Daniel Jones. He has Barkley. He has Kincaid, sure. But he's working on a pretty good win-now team here by adding Eckler. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the addition of Austin Eckler clearly puts, honestly – I'll be perfectly honest. At this point, his team is probably the best team in the league in terms of winning this year. Because he has picked a lot these first three rounds. Yes, he has. And and he's picked a lot of pretty good and pretty productive players. I think his team is the best team in the league at this point. I think for win now. For win that's what I mean. For win now. For winning this year. Uh, and and Austin Eckler just like we stated earlier, is has been the most productive running back over the last three years. He's on his contract year. I, I think it's quite possible to assume that he's going to keep that up. So I think adding Austin Eckler this year just increases his team's ability to win this year. I don't think that matters. I think Austin Eckler knows that he's a running back. He turns 30. He ain't getting no contract. He, he, he may get a couple of $8 or $9 million years and one year deals for the rest of his career. But he, contract year doesn't matter for a 30-year-old running back. Yeah. That, that, that's not what he's, he's playing for. Yeah. So we'll move on to pick 403, which is Team Bain who has already got the triumph, a triumphant of uh, wide receivers here with Lamb, Wilson, and T. Higgins. And uh, he was uh, dedicated to this strategy, I'll tell you, because he added Drake London here with the 403. And i, I got to be honest with you guys, I love it. I don't think there was a quarterback worth taking here. Don't really think that there was a tight end worth taking here. Why start drafting running backs when you've got three uh, young wide receivers in your stable already? So, 
I actually completely 100% agree with him taking a fourth wide out here. Yeah, I don't mind him taking a wide out here. Um, I don't like the wide receiver that has uh, Desmond Ritter throwing the ball to him. And I, and I know that that – I know that, that he may not always be tied to him, but at least for the next couple of years, I think he's tied to Desmond Ritter. And I don't – I don't like – Drake London. I don't like that that offense outside of maybe Bijan. I disagree. I don't think Desmond is going to be the quarterback next year. I think he gets in twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. I think okay. he gets benched sometime this year. He's just not. A good he's player. not good. He's not good. No. But if you want to talk about talent, there's not a rookie or sophomore wideout that I think has including Garrett Wilson that I think has as much talent. Drake London was pretty dynamic with all, with Desmond and even though U.S. Zach Wilson is is bad too. He ain't Desmond bad. I disagree. I, Wilson is the most talented guy in last year's class, but I, I will agree with Will, you that Will, the Wilson, guys left on the Wilson, board. Wilson was my wide receiver one. Yeah. I, I, of the guys left on the board, this is the guy with the most talent. I completely agree with that. Uh, even over the resident rookie that was fixing to come off the board real soon here, I, I believe. I have them super, those two super close in really values. Close. Uh, but honestly, I would probably consider taking him if I'm a win later team. Versus, Drake. I don't disagree with you guys that that uh, Ritter might not be very good, but I will tell you what's more important than what me and Jorge and Luigi think, and probably Ryan to agree too. The Falcons believe that he's the guy. Are, do they? I, I I believe they do. You don't take Bijan Robinson with the eighth overall pick if you believe in your quarterback, or you take Bijan with the eighth overall pick, knowing that you're going to be in the top three next year and you're going to get one of the but, best. But why would why would you why, why would, would you waste a year of Bijan's career? Because yeah. because it's Bijan Robinson, you're going to get either Drake May or Caleb Williams next year and immediately vault yourself into one of the elite offenses. I, but see, I don't think they're going to be in the position to get one of those guys. They I don't think they're going to be that good, that bad. I, I, I mean. The the way their coach plays. They're going to be in a lot of games, and they're in a weak division. I we're we're Panther. Joe and I are Panther fans, but in reality, you have to look. That is a weak division. You're probably the worst division of football. You're, you're the worst division of football, but you guys are clearly the better team in that division. Like oh, I don't, I, don't think, I think I, at ninety percent of the, the positions, you guys are the better team. In I division. agree with you, but the consensus out there, the Vegas Vegas betting odds has us third in the division. So uh, yeah, I'll, we're I'll, in the minority. I had this team, by the way. But the, this team and the Saints. Yeah, yes. behind this team. Yeah, they're second, we're third. Uh, and and it's – I looked earlier this morning, actually. I think it's about – I think the Falcons are like plus 600 to win the division. I think we're like plus nine. It's okay. pretty – Well, I'm going to go home and bet $100 on that. $100 so, did not win the division. <laughs> no, <laughs> on, on the Panthers winning the division, I mean. Well, yeah. whatever the odds are for Falcons, that's a free uh, – Yeah. That's free the other way around. Yeah. I'll, I'll Over, my- under, win the division. I'm going under – Every time. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, moving on to 404, we have Team Vision getting back in the action. And he's already added Jalen Hurts and Jonathan Taylor and Chris Olave to his team. So he's kind of, to me, he feels win now, despite having Olave on the team, which could go both ways, really. Uh, but he decided to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba here, which I thought was an interesting pick. I would have thought that he would went with a different rookie in this spot. but uh, I agree. Yeah, uh, I would have, but but I, I don't hate the pick here. This was my top wide receiver left on the board, so uh, I think it's a, a fair, fine enough pick. Where, where are you guys at? I think adding Jonathan Taylor, you have to be a win now team because I think you're you've got like a one to two year window with Jonathan Taylor. So I think here, like you said, I would have taken a different rookie, and I probably would have taken the rookie that comes off the board next. I would take a different wideout for his team. 
there's a there's a wide out that for a win down team I think is better. You would have you would have you're talking about Tyreek. Yeah, Tyreek. Yeah. The, the only reason why I disagree with you there is because he does have a pick that comes up a little bit later. So I think you take if you're planning on taking a rookie, I think you take the next rookie that comes off the board and save a wide receiver for a, a different pick. That, that, that's like four picks up the road. Yeah, but, I mean it's not that far away. But I don't want to say that I hate the pick because I think this is a. So about where in Smith and Jigba should be going. All right. Well, now we're at the 405. And uh, incidentally enough, Team Joker over here decided he wanted to make another trade. That's all he seems to be doing for the last five or six picks. Uh, but he sends the 405 to Team 4 for the 1108 and the 2024 first. So, uh, Luigi, let us know what you were thinking here. Yeah. So, uh, Bryce. And I were just kind of texting around. I was trying to get his uh, first-round pick, actually, when the 401 was on the clock. And uh, he ended up offering me the the second and the 405 to move up to the 401. And, and, and I still just kind of kept, like, bugging him a little bit about what it would take for me to get um, his 2024 first. And, and he said whenever the 405 gets on the clock to let him know. And, uh, and, I w- and he would, you know, trade up with me if a player that he liked was still available. So he ends up offering me his first and, and like a, a 16th round pick or something for um, the four or five. And, and I just, I really felt like that wasn't even close to enough. Um, and I ended up countering with, with this trade. And, and honestly, I'm not sure I would have done this style of a trade for the, for the four or one. I, I feel like there's just a, a huge tier break in terms of, um, going from the four one to the four hundred five, and and, and that may seem because we're getting into running back. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're we're getting we're getting to the point where we're, you're going to have to be taking veterans to to get the right value for for these picks or running backs, and that's just not the direction that I wanted to go. So I feel like I kind of settled a little bit because I really honestly wanted more than than this, but he wasn't willing to give it up, and I just really wanted his first round pick. So I ended up making it, and I feel fine about it. Um, you know, there there have been previous trades that have happened that I probably paid less for than, than this. I feel like I paid a little bit more for his first year than, than I did some of the other picks. Um, but it, it's fine. Um, I, I think it's going to end up working out better for me because, like I said, there was just too many vets or running backs that I would have had to have taken there to, to get the right value. My, my, uh, my, my, only que- my only question on this, though, is you're looking at his team and see what kind of strong start he has gotten off to. Because, because his team is still in both directions right now. It could be a win now. It could be a win later. But, but this is this is the turning point where you know he's he's turning the wheel and, and he's he's taking a pure direction. He's not going. He's not going to trade that pick with, with with the tutelage of Joe. You know he's not trading that pick if he's not clearly going on a win now path he is going on a win now path but his team at this point is still young enough to where i'm not sure that they have reached their ceilings to be able to to vault him into a championship contending now he is a contending team but he's not but with with the youth on his team i'm not sure that the ceiling was there just yet in 2025 i think the ceiling could be there i 100 percent wouldn't have done this for his 2025 first round pick i would not have well i I agree with Ryan to a point on what he's saying, but I think the thing that sticks out more to me is I'm not sure you shouldn't have 
told him, hey, it's an eighth or a ninth or I'm just not going to deal with you. I think maybe 11th was a little too far back to go here. Uh, that's more my, I don't, I'm not going to say problem with the trade, but I just think that I would have wanted a little more value than what you got. But we've established already that you're trying to, to set the market. I'm willing to pay more than others. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, I just think you overpaid. Like, like we, you gave up too much for the trade. I, I think it's a good trade from Rice, especially if he has conviction that a guy he likes, uh, and he does. I think he picks the right guy here too. I think we're. We, I think we're. We have to wait to see where this pick ends up being before we see who actually quote unquote wins this trade. I, I think right now. I think, value he, point I think right now he has the value, but if if his pick does end up not being a playoff first, and I think it very well could be equal value. This is this is something that Ryan and I talk. I, I say to Ryan quite frequently. I think I've said to to the majority majority of you before, but I, I, Ryan and I've talked about this in length. I don't go back and look at trades and think, did I win the am I winning the trade now? All I care about is am I winning the trade when the trade is made? Je- Jameer Gibbs, which is spoiler who he takes, could end up being a complete bust. But at the time that he took Jameer Gibbs, we thought this was the right pick. That's the only thing you can do. You can't predict the future. So I never determine winners of trades. I turn I'm a guy that determines the winner as the trade is made. That's well, how I value While it. I agree with you, it's hard to do that whenever there are future picks involved. Harder, so sure. It's, it's harder to do that. So whenever I do make trades with, with future picks, I do go back and look at them to see what I gave up versus what I got. Also, yeah. if next year's draft is to be the first round is to be as deep as this year's draft, well, who cares? This year's first round isn't really that deep. It's not. Uh, it's, the first six. Like, the first six. Well, that's why I said. The first six were very good. But that's why I said you're if still it ends up. still get Gibbs. Yeah, kind of comes off the rails after that. So if it ends up. JSN, though. JSN's a top six. No, no, it was Gibbs and Bijan, the four quarterbacks. Three, three quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot they'd be a three quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I said if this ends up being a non-playoff first, I could end up having equal value here. Yeah. So at the 405, he adds Jameer Gibbs to a roster that already includes Bryce Young, Brees Hall, Justin Jefferson, and DK Metcalf. Okay, moving on to the 406, we get another trade. This time Ryan and Jorge were in the action. Uh, Ryan sent the 406 to uh, Team Nightwing, Jorge, for the 702 and a 2025 first. Either one of y'all, take take this, and we'll hear from both of you here. Oh. Well, for me, like I've obviously moved into a point of very win now. Like I've traded away both my my, my two firsts. I'm I'm ready to uh, take what I believe is to be a. So, I never think that your allegiance to your team should 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 impact your your dynasty decision. No. But whenever you are, when there's a guy on the team who you actively want to root for, and I actively believe is better than the rest of the, the players on the board. It does make it a lot better and a lot easier for me. And I really wanted to move up to get uh, Travis Etienne here. So I could, because I, I want to get more picks in, the, in this next couple of rounds. Uh, my team with it would be Amon Ra, Patrick Mahomes, uh, TJ Hawkinson, and now Travis Etienne. I think it's a really good start for me here. Ron, from your standpoint, that seems pretty easy, but go and tell us why you did this trade. Uh, just, just my normal strategy, move back, accumulate value. Uh, it, it, even though I picked up the extra first year, it hasn't set me in the direction where I'm going to go, but obviously at this point, it looks like I'm leaning towards win later, but, um, that can change at any point. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, like uh, uh, Jorge said, he picked up Travis Etienne with the 406. Moving on to the 407, we have a yet another trade. Reverse Splash sends the 407 and the 911 to Team Thor for the 508, the 708, and a rookie third. And I just love this trade for 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 my son. Uh, I, I, I just love it. It's exactly what you want to be doing. You're moving. You're moving up around. You're moving somebody up a couple of rounds later on. You have to give up a third, but I I, I think this was the absolutely the right trade, especially after we hear who he takes here. Uh, so Bryce Team Thor added to a roster that already includes Bryce Young, Brees Hall, Justin Jefferson, and DK Metcalf. He added. Kirk Cousins, and obviously with Jefferson already in tow, this is the best quarterback left on the board. I think we all agree with that. This just seemed like an absolute slam dunk decision, in my opinion, to both make the trade and to take Kirk Cousins here. It's a, it's a dynamic stack, so I mean, uh, and, I, and I love doing that on my roster, so I, I love what he did here. So head to the 408, and uh, we have another trade, uh, also involving Team Thor. And this time, uh, I made a trade with him. I sent uh, Team Dark Phoenix sent the 408 to Team Thor for the 805 and Team Thor's 2025 first. So, at this point, I'm heavily established as a win later team. Uh, I know that Luigi has cornered the market on 2024 first, so I'm not going to be able to keep pick up any of those. So, I decided to go ahead and what's the next natural step? Start targeting 2025 first. Uh, there was nobody I wanted here. All the value is in veteran wide receivers and running backs at this point. So I just want to move off of that pick. I move back four rounds, which does seem like a big move back, but I pick up a 2025 first, so I'm happy here. Uh, any analysis for this trade from anyone else from the Bryce side of it, maybe? Yeah, no, I I think that, again, if he has strong conviction for a guy, which he obviously does, uh, I don't see anything wrong with this trade. Uh, that 2025 first, the way Bryce's team is looking, it's looking to be probably the 10th or, 10th or worst pick of the, of the 2025. I think so, it's definitely a playoff first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. but, but, yeah, like, I think it's his team's going to be very good. Yeah. So I, I really don't think that uh, – like, it's not, it's not like you're giving away the one-on-one or something. You're not like you're a team that's trying to win later and you can't win your team 25 first. So I think this move is fine. Um, I'll give it for both sides. Um I think the adding of, of Kirk Cousins on his previous pick kind of solidified he had to kind of give himself a, a little window. And, and in order to do that, you need a little bit more starting yeah. talent. And, and so trading up for the player that he ends up taking, I think, is 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 a good trade for him. And, and it's a 2025 first. You know, anything could happen, really, but from now to 2025. But if you're – if you win once over the next two years, then, it, then it's sort it. Yeah, and with the 408, uh, he takes Josh Jacobs. And to me, this was the best – well, maybe the second best player on the board. But I, I do feel like this was probably the right pick for, for him. Uh, the player is a few years younger than the other player I'm discussing, uh, Jacobs is. Uh, I, I think by getting a third running back this early, he has – established a advantage over most of the other teams in the league. They're trying to go win now. And honestly, with Cousins, Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, Justin Jefferson, and DK Metcalf, at this point in the draft, at the 408, 
this is clearly right now the best win now team in the league right now, in my opinion, at this particular point. I I still have him second at this particular point. Behind who? Behind Galactus. Oh, not me. But seven players to seven players against five, and and I, I, I disagree I, with that. I, I still have Galactus a little bit higher, but but it, it's like one of those players is Delta KK too. Don't even forget of the five. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Well, what I will say with this is that the only thing I, the reason why I take Josh Jacobs over the player I think that is better, there's a bunch of Wendell wideouts. One of those is probably going to fall down to him in the next pick, even if it's in two rounds. There's a lot of them, and a lot of like really good ones, like a lot of like like startup top five wideout picks type guys come off the board. So, well, he. Has a long after making all these trades, he's got quite a while before he tra- selects again. So keep that in mind. So that probably puts him out of getting the guys that you're talking about in this in this area, unless he trades up again. Which at this point he's kind of out of ammo, honestly. But then there's guys down at the ne- the, the the lower the levels, next tier, the, just, the, the, the Mike Evanses, the Mari Cooper, absolutely those guys who aren't as sexy, but they're going to add production to your roster, right? If absolutely. you're trying to win. Running backs, you got to get a good one, or wise they're they're just too hit or miss. Yeah. Like they're not consistent enough. They're just yeah. I, anyone else here? Uh, one last thought on this. I, I I'm very proud of what he's done so far. And there's there's been some coaching, but all these trades have been his ideas. And do you think that you, you know asking me or Ryan or whoever? Do you think that this is a right move for me to make? And maybe we tell him to tweak it a little bit. But uh, he's driving the ship here. We're just kind of, uh, you know, You're doing a little bit of backseat driving, maybe. You know. Yeah. I mean, you could. I, I don't even know. You could even say that we're putting training wheels on because he's done the majority of them. So yeah, he's done a great job. Yeah. So moving on to the next pick, we're. we're uh, oh, actually, we do have a number of trades to talk about here that happened outside of. Uh, uh, we just have a bevy of trades here that happened before the next pick. So. Uh, Team Nightcrawler sent the 10, which is Ryan, sent the 1009, a 2024 second, and a 2025 first for the 505. Uh, Ryan, just let us know what you're thinking at this point in the draft. Okay, that pretty much told me, like, um, looking at what's on the board, I'm like, this this is time for me to audible into a win now situation. You're you're getting ready to have the next pick. Yeah, I have, I, I'm on the clock, so I did not want to make that pick until I found out what direction I was going to go in. And to me, the value is on the win now pieces. So that's what made me decide to go ahead and ship the 25 first, make sure that I was going to get the value I wanted out of that 25 first, and then make this pick. And you get just gotten that twenty five five is a pretty reasonable price. So yeah, this this seemed reasonable. Uh, Luigi, your side of the trade here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just I, I felt like the twenty twenty five firsts were worth a little bit less than uh, twenty twenty four firsts, and I felt like I picked up that additional value in in, in adding the the ten oh nine and the twenty twenty four second. Um, obviously, I felt still felt like in this area there was going to be a ton of veterans there that I would have to choose from to take, or I would um, uh, just have to, to reach on a win later player. So I just felt like it was the right thing for me to do. Okay. It, it honestly was a thing that kind of made perfect sense for both of us. Yeah. I, I made the decision to go win, win, win now because of looking what's on the board and the fact that I had several picks in this area. 
and Luigi didn't want anything to do with what, what was on the board. And it was it was just a trade that kind of worked for both people. And Luigi, you probably you kind of had already raised your pro, you got more value on this than a previous trade that you made for a similar asset. So, although it was a twenty twenty five instead of a twenty twenty four, but still, you moved back five rounds to seven, and you picked up a second. So, this made a lot of sense for both teams. I'll agree. We'll move on to the next trade, which was also Team Luigi, the Joker. And he sent, uh, I think this is the first time that we had a previously drafted player traded, correct? I think so. So we had Dak Prescott and a second from Team Thor sent from uh, Team Joker to Team Flash for the 503 and the 511. Uh, take it away for us here, Luigi. So seeing what I did with the 505, I was hoping that I could do something 503. very... 503. Seeing what I did with the 505, I was hoping that I was going to be able to do something similar with the 503 when it came on the clock and trading uh, for 2025 first. Okay. Um, so whenever whenever Tyler and I were kind of talking about it, I asked him what it would take, and, and he was like, he really didn't even want to give me these uh, picks, but I finally convinced him. I think adding the second kind of solidified it. He needed a quarterback, and like I said, I was hoping that I would be able to pick up um, a, a 2025 first or even a 2024 first and having to add something smaller to, to achieve that, to trade the 503 and the 511. So it was more about hoping to trade for future firsts by adding these two picks. It also is a win-down team. You don't accidentally win with Dak Prescott on your team. Right, exactly. <laughs> it also was kind of shedding points next year with this league being potential points in draft order. So were you – with ended up pick with picking up the five hundred three and the five eleven, were you satisfied with the end result after everything happened? No, you weren't. No, so you would if you had known how things were going to go, you wouldn't have made this trade. I would have wanted a, a probably a, another pick in return, like maybe a a tenth or something, and that would have made me feel a little bit better. So I, I don't hate the trade. It's not a trade I would make, but the curiosity here: why send the second in this offer? Didn't you think? Prescott for the 503 and the 511 was good enough. I, I don't understand giving away. So I think other than the three people in this room, I sent multiple, multiple offers for Dak Prescott and was getting zero bites. None to me. I said other than the other three people in this room. Yeah. <laughs> None to me. Um, I think that's because I already had both of your firsts and I would have wanted first in return. Then you took fists. I did end up taking fifths because because of the offer that I had just done with Ryan. So, I was to, hoped, me, to, to me, fifth round startups are worth they're, they're worth more than than first. So yeah, so, so but, but but Dak Prescott's not a two first guy. Yeah, Dak Prescott is a two first guy. I think he's more than that. Oh, two first and two set or second maybe two first and two seconds. Yeah, yeah, sure, but not three first. Dak's not a three first guy. I mean, no. this is this is fair value for Dak. Uh, so I, I, but what I was trying to say was, I, I think whenever we were discussing this, he wasn't willing to do it for the two fifths, and he wanted me to add the second. And the way that Bryce's team was headed, I just, I really now looking at his team now, I felt like this is going to be a late second. So I basically gave up almost nothing in return as well with Dak to to get the yeah. two fifths. So in the timeline, we have a pick here: the four hundred nine team Nightcrawler, which is Ryan. Uh, decided to take Kenneth Walker to add to a team that already includes 
Let me find it here. He has Justin Fields at this point. Do you not have anyone else at this point? He I does. Two his two has two. He does not have two at this yeah, point. He does. Yeah, he does. No, he does two is two nine. Two nine. Okay. He has two at this point. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he has Fields and two. Is that it? That looks like it. And he adds uh, Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker at the four hundred nine. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, tell us what you're thinking here. Well, I just picked up the the first a few few picks earlier, uh, and I've already flipped it into a, a startup pick. Um, looking at the board, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make a push to uh, try to win now. And for me, Kenneth Walker was the best young running back on the board, and I thought it was just an easy pick for me. I actually don't think he's the best young running back. I think there's a young running back on the board that is has got some really bad PR in the fantasy community that I don't really understand what it is, but that is I, I think he's the best young running back on the board. I, I going into the season, I had him as a top five dynasty running back for me. And the player that you're talking about, I have around eight or nine. So I have quite a few picks. I think, I think you're part of the I, PR machine. Thing. I had I had Kenneth Walker ahead of him. Pre draft, NFL draft, I did. Yeah, but I did have Najee, who we're talking about, one spot ahead of Walker once the NFL draft is over. Mm-hmm. However, it's not that far big of a no. difference. I don't have a problem with, with Ryan taking Walker, and I, I, I don't have a problem with the pick at all. I think because of the of Zach Charbonnet, though, this might have been the right time for Ryan to go Tyreek Hill. I, I that's the only player that I would have questioned really questioned here. I know Hill is older than Walker, but I have several picks coming up. And I'm just banking on the fact that there's still going to be wideouts there. There's there's three there's also, premier wideouts coming up. There is, but there's also two or three running backs that are in the same sure, tier sure. as well. But, so I think, t- but, but, but he has conviction. For, but I have conviction with Kenneth Walker. Yeah. And okay. I, I, yeah, don't, I don't believe in Charbonnet. I didn't believe him. I don't believe well, in Charbonnet. I, I didn't believe, it, believe in him in the draft process. I think he was the most overhyped running back in all of the all of the draft process, and I'm just I'm just fine going and taking the guy that has shown me that he can be a lead on the field. We've seen guys like Zach Charbonnet do really really well in in college and be considered to be one of the top running backs in the class, and then get to the NFL and not be good because they're not fast enough to get away from certain players. Well, we could have said the same thing about one Kenneth Walker last year. We but could have. That right. But we have seen him in the NFL. Right. That's true. So that's I'm, true. I'm not going to bank on the what ifs. And, and I, I'm still a believer that Walker's going to win this job. And I don't think it's going to be particularly close. But when a team spends a second round draft pick on a running back, you have to take that in consideration. No matter what your opinion of the player is, that they drafted, you have to take that. It's just like James Robinson, whatever they so, But again, I have no problem with this pick. I just think that I would have went to Tyreek Hill. All right, we have another trade to discuss, and it is again an, an existing player. That's going to be a theme for a little bit here. Uh, Team Dark Phoenix, which is me, sent Kyle Pitts and the 706 to Team Flash for the 509, the 903, a 2024 second from Team Flash, a 2024 second from Team Galactus, a 2025 first from Team Galactus, and a 2025 second from Team Galactus. So this pick goes all the way back to the 303 when I moved up ahead of Ryan and Tyler to get uh, Kyle Pitts. They both wanted them. I knew one of – I figured one of them would eventually come calling. I did not figure that I would probably end up trading Pitts because I didn't feel figure either one of them would be – willing to trade enough for me to do that. Uh, 
but I felt like that with my win later approach, this was a good enough package to move off of Kyle Pitts. And I'm not going to lie, I was already starting to covet the 2025 first of Team Galactus, so this is why I made this trade. Yeah, I think at this time, the 2025 first was looking a lot better than 2024 first because he had some older assets on his team right. that are probably going to start depreciating after this year. Um, so his 2024 first was looking worse. His 2025 first was looking better. So whenever you made this trade, um, honestly, it, it felt to me like the value that I gave Dak up for was just a little bit less when, when this trade happened. Yeah. So I I like to trade for both of you. I like to trade for Tyler going in the win now direction. And then obviously for you being a win later team, you, you picked up enough assets, I think, that oh, you have to hope that one of them can hit. Yeah. I actually don't like this for Tyler. I, I, I think he gave up... Uh, I think he gave up a second or two more. I think he than... gave up, especially when he just traded for Dak. Mm-hmm. He basically gave up what he traded for for Dak, but then gave it to Kyle Pitts, who was it is a is a lower graded guy. He gave up more for for. I think for he gave Pitts. up more for Pitts. I yeah, did. And, and, and that's and why I said I, I feel like if you're trying to win now, he's given up a lot of those picks in the middle of the draft. It really does kind of bother me. But he, he only he he didn't really give up very many picks. Actually. Tyler wasn't really win now at this point. Oh, well, he has Kyle Pitts and Dak. He had Dak. He just traded for Dak Prescott a minute ago. Yeah. yeah, he became more win now after the Dak Prescott trade. But I disagree with you. He didn't really give up those middle round picks because he essentially he's trying to give up a fifth. Well, he gave up a fifth and turned that into Kyle Pitts, and then he gave up a ninth, but gained yeah. a seventh. I'm moving up twice. So he, in essence, all he did was just trade his his seconds and his firsts. Again, yeah. well, if you're win now, you move the win now, Kev. I just don't trust. Uh, I, I don't trust quarterback situation. I I agree I, there. I, I would much rather have taken. Uh, there, there's there's some win now tight ends on the board still that I think you could have gotten with that 509 and kept all these other assets. But they traded something this for a more consistent player this next year. Full disclosure: if this had have been most of the other 2025s first, I wouldn't have done this trade. I would have kept Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Uh, but I just I felt like with the value that it would get was given up on some previous trades, uh, and the fact that his team was quite getting was what? quite old at the time, that like. Like Luigi said, that 2025 pick was looking pretty good to me. Uh, so we're going to move on. Uh, we've got three three picks here to round out uh, the fourth round here, and then and then that'll be a wrap on the fourth. So uh, Team Vision was up at the 410. This is a team that already had Hertz, Jonathan Taylor, and Chris Olave, and he added Cooper Cup at the 410. Here. This is a this is a bad. Pick. It's wild to me. This is this is it's, this is it's I, not I, bad. I love Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford may not go for the football. It's not a bad pick to me. I'm not going to say it's bad, but oh. I don't know why you wouldn't have just went with Tyreek. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I think that's what is. makes it wild. If he'll... I mean, your man crush, your man crushes is maybe his backup, right? Who? Stetson. Oh, Stetson Bennett, great. So, 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 so the most likely quarterback this year for for Cooper Cup is probably Stetson Bennett. At some and, point and, I do, this year. and I do think Cooper Cup is quarterback proof. But, sure, but, but I think the problem is... He ain't Tyreek Hill. That's what I was about to say. I think the problem is him being quarterback proof is less than what Tyreek like, can I understand Cooper Cup had that one year where he was the, one of the best wide receiver seasons ever. But over the past five years, Tyreek still scored more points. And yeah. the, during their careers, they've been together at the same team, like in the same, same position. Tyreek's just been better. And I think Tyreek is more quarterback proof. Because because I think the quarterback is going to be awful. 
I, I disagree with that statement because I think you need to look at what Cooper Cup did with John Warford and, and then tell me that, that Tyreek Hill is more quarterback proof. He averaged over 100 yards and he averaged like eight catches over 100 that's yards in a touchdown that's, that's true. with John Warford. But that offense can be much worse. Generally, bad quarterbacks lock into one target and just feed the heck out of them. Um, yeah, but bad offenses don't matter, though. Like, I, like, I agree with that statement. I, I just think Cooper I mean, Cup is more quarterback-proof. Like, 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 Brandon Cooks and Davis, Davis Bill was terrible last year. He didn't just lock in and throw it. Brandon Cooks, he just didn't throw it at anybody. They, <laughs> they, they didn't score points. They didn't do anything. Like... So that that's kind of my thing is it's quarterback play the offense like they have no running backs like it, I I think I think the team is just not good. So let's move on to the four eleven. This is team uh, Jorge who already has Mahomes, Etn, Amon-Ra, and T.J. Hawkinson, and he decided to take Najee Harris with this pick. Let us know what you're thinking here. Okay, so um, Tyree Kill is obviously the it actually took me uh, probably one of my longer picks. Uh, for about, I had about an hour. I knew I, was, I wasn't going to trade it. I wasn't interested in that. The, I thought both these guys were too good. Um, I, I really like Tyreek. Um, I'm a little worried about Tyreek's quarterback this year. I know I just said just recently that I'm I'm less worried about Tyreek's quarterback play than I am the, the Rams. <laughs> the Rams are on a different level. Of, whenever two is healthy, he's great. The Rams have nobody I think is, is, is serviceable at this point in time. Uh, but Daji, I think, legitimately has like one of the bigger PR assassinations by the Dynasty community that I've ever seen. Agreed. I have no idea why we why we went a guy who was clearly the running back one two years ago for for a draft class and turned him into he regressed like fifty yards in all in, in a terrible offense. And now that's now we're not, all just like that's not true. He regressed a lot more. Than 50 no, it's like it's, it's like less he than went from hours. running back three to like running back. No, but it was, in yards was the same. They just scored touchdowns because it's just. I would challenge that. You may be right, but I think that there was more than fifty yards difference. Uh, so I feel exactly the same way about this pick as I do with Ryan's pick of Kenneth Walker. I think it's a fine pick. I'm not going to argue the pick, but I just personally would have taken Tyree Kill here with a win now. Uh, I, I'm sorry, it's 170 yards, but it was just that's yeah. not 170 yards a game. 170 yards total. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, like it's so it wasn't fifty, but it's just not. And it brings good. brings more credence to the fact why are we so low on Najee? Because you know those touchdown numbers are probably going to go up. Well, and like I said earlier, I have him as like my RB eight, and the dynasty community has him more like the RB fourteen, which is which right. is insane. And and seeing that type of ranking, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I, I'm going to own a lot of Najee Harris shares. If, if I, I, I kind of I kind of split the middle middle with that, um, but. He he's definitely he he is definitely a buy he is definitely a buy at yes. his price right now. Let, let, qu- quick question for the group, and I think I know how we're all going to answer here. Just consider twenty twenty three, okay? Just twenty twenty three, not anything in the future. Who scores more dynasty points next year, Kenneth Walker or Najee Harris? Harris, Harris, Kenneth Walker, Walker. Oh, I thought you would go Harris, so we're split on that. Uh, I, I think that Charbonnet will get enough attention to take enough away that I think Harris will outscore him. That uh, doesn't. I, I think Hart. The I think the Seattle offense in general will be moving the ball more. There will be more opportunities. I think there will be more touchdown opportunities. Uh, no, no, like, I, I, feel, I feel like that that's probably what's going to. But is Charbonnet going to get some of those touchdown opportunities? Do we know that yet? I, 
that's that's Maybe. what we don't know. You kept the goal line back. We, this all sucks for that. What if that dude? How how much more would that even make the Charbonnet pick suck even more for Walker? Walker does all the work, and then Charbonnet is the goal line back. And don't tell me that's not a possibility. No, that's a hundred percent possibility. It's a hundred percent. Look at the Eagles. He he, he can one hundred percent blow Garrett blow him. Well, yeah. or, or just look at the Eagles last year. I, I mean, it's, it's it's a possibility. Like I, I like, mean, Miles Sanders would get them but, to the goal when line. You, when you look when you look at the two guys and their talent. There's, it, it's not even the same stratosphere in my mind. I think Charbonnet is going to get more touches than anybody on the Steelers team is going to. Besides than, Harris. Yeah, besides yeah. Harris, yeah. I mean, any backup. Yeah. Like, I just think any backup is going to steal the carries from Dodgers. Also, uh, another thing that I can look at is I believe in the Seattle's offensive line a lot more. Uh, that offensive line is basically atrocious. And, and it's, it's improved. It, it's improved. It def- it's definitely improved, but here's, here's where it hasn't improved. It did not improve in run blocking. It did not. They they improved their pass blocking. But has, has there ever been a running back that fell so much in a year? From being a top five running back the year before? Without an injury? No. Without an injury? I can't I think, think so. Like it, it's it's, it's about a, Kenneth Walker? That's no, what I was talking about. No, I was talking about not Our Kenneth Walker's dropped a bunch here recently, too. He wasn't a top five running back last year. In terms of points. He just wasn't. Oh, well, I'll tell you talking about dynasty uh, value. We, we, he's we talking won, about from. But we won twenty twenty three. Gaji was a, a was a top five dynasty asset for running back. Well, Walker was, was a top five dynasty asset like a month and a half ago. Before yeah, that. yeah, he was right, sure. So but, and now he's dropped like eighth. Yeah. Well, Naji. There was a point in time earlier this offseason when Najee was like in the 14. late teens. Yeah, yeah, he was like 18 or yeah, something. Yeah, I seen him at yeah. I saw him at 14. That's what, and when I saw that, I said to myself, I'm gonna own a lot of that guy. Oh yeah. Najee Harris. The, the market has corrected quite a bit. Yeah. Though. Well, it's getting closer to point scoring team season, and that's yeah. that normally happens whenever yeah. yeah. Like right after right after right after a season is when you go get your bets. Like, because everybody's like, I'm gonna Get rid of these, dump these points off my roster. So moving on to the last pick of the fourth round, Team Magneto was finally back on the clock, guys. Remember, he was the one that uh, had three first-round picks. <laughs> yeah, he had three first-round picks. Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, and Jamar Chase. And I got to tell you, to not draft again until the end of the fourth round, this couldn't have gone any better for him. Uh, he, Tyreek Hill lands, lands right in his lap. I feel like Tyreek, you could have made the argument for him in the early fourth. He gets it in the late fourth. I just just think this was an incredibly fortunate pick, and I don't know how he could have went with anyone else here. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that statement. I, I, think. I feel like Tyreek yeah, Ty, 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 Ty could have easily been a third-round pick, and I wouldn't have. I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't have scoffed at it. Yeah, I would yeah. have been like, okay, the, guy, yeah. the guy's trying to win. The next best player on the, on the board is, is – uh, as, as, digs, that's not close. as the owner of his 2024 first and 2025 first, I was very disappointed to see you guys not take Terry Kill. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, this it is more disappointed to, than, for him to notice that that is the guy he should be taking. Yeah, well, I, I thought he would. Whenever I negotiated that original trade with him, he was very knowledgeable. I, I, I have every bit of confidence that he was going to take the right guy here. So, yeah, not much else to say here. But we're going to take another break. Uh, we'll be back in ep- for episode 13 with uh, rounds five and six, maybe more depending on how long it takes.